All right, it's good to see everybody. Go ahead and grab your outline if you got one. Grab your pen. It is good to see you. And uh, here's the thing. If you are here for the very first time, we just want to welcome you. And I want to warn you before we go any further that you picked an interesting night to be with us. Let me tell you why. Because tonight is the ending, the conclusion of a series that we've called Relationship Goals, right? And so we've been talking about what does it look like to have relationship goals. But remember, we said that we're going to talk about relationship goals as it relates to the Bible and the truth. That's what we're going to use this stage for. I know that outside of this room and in the world and the culture that we live in, man, we may hear different messages, but for tonight, we are going to lean into the truth and lean into what we believe is true for you and true for all of us, uh, which is what's in the Bible. And so we, we have talked for the last two weeks Right, If you were here or if you weren't, let me recap week one. We talked about, man, in middle school when it comes to relationship goals, uh, we tend to believe that the most important step for you in, in this season of your life is that you would focus on friendship. And we talked about instead of trying to find the one, that you would become the one. So instead of trying to focus your life on trying to be somebody that, that other people want you to be, you would, you would choose to, instead of trying to find that person, you just become that person. So that when you get ready to start dating, right, uh, you're ready to go and, and, and you are a healthy person and, and, and the person that, you, um, that you're with is a healthy person as well. But what we talked about is that this is a progression of conversations. And so last week, we talked about dating and uh, we talked about how guys and girls, we, they cannot fill God-sized voids. That we're all built, we're all born with a God-sized void. And the only one who can fill that void is God himself. And tonight, I want to conclude the conversation and I want to talk with you about purity. I want to talk with you about Purity, and I even heard some of you react in a in an interesting way. You know, this is not necessarily the most fun conversation, but it is an important one, and it's needed. And I just wanted what I want to do over a few minutes tonight is I'm not intending to make you feel uncomfortable. I'm not intending to to offend anybody in here. But what I want to do is I just I just want to give you some truth. And I want you to understand the truth as it relates to the Word of God, which is what we believe is the best truth source. So right out of the gate, if you have your notes, I would love for you to fill out this bottom line. Here it is. God created sex. That's right. And the reality is you hear about this outside of this room and outside of these walls. And so it's important that we talk about it inside of this room and inside of these walls. And some people think, man, this is a subject that you can't touch, that you can't talk about. Man, you can't talk about this uh, at church. But truthfully, when it comes to sex, man, it is something that God created. And in the right context, it's a beautiful thing, and it's a gift from him to all of us. And I would encourage all of you, I know this might be awkward to say, but these are things that you should be talking with people that are in your life that know you the best, like people like your small group leader, people like your parents, maybe you have an older sibling that you look up to. These are subjects that people that are in your life can help you learn and understand God's truth about it. So understand, we're going to teach God's 
truth. God created sex, and he created it to be a great thing, a thing that is a gift to you inside of marriage. And I know that tonight, some of you were all, all, across, all, all across the board. Some of you are interested in this and hearing about this. Some of you, you could care less about this. But either way, eventually, this is something that, that you're going to be interested in. And I want to draw you a picture, and it's on your outline. This is super simple. God's plan for sex is simply this. It's a man and a woman. M and a W, man and a woman. It's a husband and a wife, meaning that the man and woman are married to one another. And they are in the context of marriage. And then that's when God gives us the gift of sex. Now, I want you to listen to something. I want you to listen. Anything out of the context of what is inside this circle is not the way that God created sex to be. And God is the one who created it. He is the originator. And he created it to give it to you and to me as a gift with your husband or your wife in the context of marriage. The Bible actually says this. It says, so a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife, and the two will become one body or one flesh. See, God has made the subject of sex black and white. The problem, though, is that the world and the culture that we live in has made it really muddy. And that's kind of a point on your outline. The world has twisted his plan. The world has taken a beautiful gift, an incredible gift, and it's twisted what that gift was always meant to be. Again, students, you have to understand, a man and a woman who are married to each other as husband and wife, that's the gift that God has given to them. But the world has twisted that, hasn't it? And here's how the world has twisted that. I want to talk about this really briefly. One way is in the messages that we hear. So like when you are outside of this room and when you are watching television, you see this being twisted. When you're watching movies sometimes, you see this being twisted. When you are on social media, it's a twisted message. When you are looking on the front cover of a magazine and it talks about all these different things that ladies, you can do to get the perfect guy and all this kind of stuff, it's mixed messages. It's twisting the original plan that the creator created for you and I to enjoy. A couple messages that we hear, sometimes people think, well, everyone's doing it. And it's not true. It's not true. You may hear that in your schools, or you may hear that from people. It's not true. You may hear things like, uh, sex is just what you do when you love one another. It's not true. That's not the way that God intended sex to work. Or you may hear something like, it's just not that big of a deal. It's a huge deal. This is a huge deal. It's a huge subject. And that's, fellas, that's why we're talking about this. It's because it matters so much. And I know that outside of this room, we hear mixed messages. The world has twisted God's plan. Another way that, 
that the world has twisted God's plan is in context. So remember, I said it's between a man and a woman who are married to one another as husband and wife. That's the gift that God has given to them. That's the gift that God created for us inside the context of marriage. And see, the reality is we might watch, uh, you know, a romantic movie, and we might find that it's just, you know, a message that we see is a boy and a girl who really love each other. Well, see, what the Bible would say is that's sexual sin. Anything out of the context of marriage, out of the context of a man and a woman married to one another, is taking what God meant to be a beautiful plan and twisting it. And when we go outside of God's will and outside of God's plan, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. We may hear this. We may hear a couple who's been dating for five plus years. I mean, why not? Well, because it's sexual sin. Because it's outside of the context of what God created. Or we may hear this, we may hear a couple in their 30s, man, who are engaged. I mean, they're going to get married in a couple months. Why not? Because it's sexual sin. Anything out of the context of that. I know I keep pointing to this, but I want you to see this. Because this is God's plan. And see, the world has made us and made you believe that that's not God's plan. That it's okay for other things to happen. That it's just whatever you want to do and whoever you want to be, and it's all good. That's not true. That's not true. God's word makes it crystal clear. Another subject, and I, I, I want to ask you to put the mature hat on. But another thing that we see in media, TV, on the radio, we hear about it, even in government. Is we're told that, you know, man and man and woman and woman. But listen, that's out of the context of what God created. That's not the way that God created you to be. See, sometimes what we get messed up, students, and I want you to listen to this. This is really important. We confuse preference with the will of God. We confuse preference with identity. See, identity would tell you that you're created in the image of God. And being created in the image of God would mean that you're created to enjoy the things of God the way that God created you to enjoy them. Now, let me say this. I know that some of you in this room, you might have that battle. You might battle something like same gender attraction. And listen. This is a safe place for you to talk about those things. I want you to know that because I know that that's something that is a real struggle for some of you. Some of the questions that have come into the tech system, and I want you to know that that's, that's a real struggle that, that people deal with, but here's what I want you to also know. Preference is not identity. Your identity is not that. God has created you to enjoy what he has given in the context of how he has given that to you. And our conviction is simply this. We love the person who's battling that struggle because we know it's a real struggle. And we love that person. 
but we don't love that action. We don't love that lifestyle. And the reason why we don't is because it's out of the context of what God created. And what we know is when we step outside of the context of what God created, then we're not going to enjoy life the way that God created us to enjoy it. We're going to be miserable because that's not the way that God created us to enjoy him and the gift that he has given to you. And so the action step is really simple, and this is what I want to unpack tonight. Pursue purity. Pursue purity. Chase after purity. Run after purity. Do what it takes to remain pure. Pursue it. The Bible says it like this, and this is going to come on the screen, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. It says, it is God's will. It is God's will, meaning it is God's best plan that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable. Let me stop there then. I know that in this chapter, in this season of your life, some of you are dealing with raging hormones, and I know that. I know that. But I can promise you that if you will honor what God has set forward and made crystal clear in his word, you will be unbelievably blessed when you honor that. It says this, Uh, And in this matter, that no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. It's in the Bible. Some of you have been taken advantage of. That's That's not okay. It's what the Bible's saying. Listen to this. The Lord will punish all of those who commit such sins. Hey, here's what that means. It means that if you've been taken advantage of by anybody, the Lord will handle that. He will he will punish those that have committed those sins. Can't argue with scripture. And then it says, as we told you and warned you before, for God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but rejects God. Think about this, guys. This is not my plan. Like, you may be looking at this, you may be thinking, man, I don't agree with this. That's okay, man. We welcome you even if you don't agree. But here's the thing. I'm just telling you what God's plan is. I'm just telling you what the one who created this, it's his plan for you. And his plan is always the best. And what this says is that when we reject his plan, we're not just re- you're not rejecting me. You're not rejecting your, your, your parents or, or your smarter leader. You're, you're rejecting him. And that's a big deal, to reject a holy, loving God. And so here's the thing, purity, when it comes to purity, it's important. You may not think it's important. I can tell you that a lot of people outside of this room or a lot of contexts outside of this room are not going to tell you it's important. A lot of media is not going to tell you that it's important. I'm telling you, from God's word, it's a very important thing. It says that you should avoid sexual immorality. Learn to control your body. And we're going to talk about what that could look like in just a second. But here's the thing. Purity is not just going to happen. It's not just going to be like, oh, cool, I'm, I'm pure. 
You've got to pursue it. You've got to fight for it. You've got to pray for it. You've got to talk to people in your life that care about you and that know you. And you've got to ask the tough questions. And you've got to get prayed for for it. You've got to ask people to pray for you. Hey, man, I've been struggling with, with this and with that. You've got to ask people to pray about this for you. Because it's not a battle that we can win on our own. And see, here's how this works. Because some of you, you know this because it's how things operate. But some of you, maybe this is a new concept. When it comes to guys and girls, think about it like this. Guys, we have been created. This is how God created us. He created us to be visual. Which means that, man, we, we see something and, and it messes with us. It does. That's how we were created to be. Whereas, ladies, you were created as emotional beings. You feel things differently. You process things differently. That's the way that God has created you to be. And so it messes with us when we see something, but it messes with ladies when they hear certain words. And so what happens, right, is that as guys, sometimes what the world would tell you is, hey, man, just say whatever they want you to say. Say whatever you think it is that they want to hear. But see, what the world would tell you, ladies, is wear whatever you think a guy would want you to wear. And so what happens is guys naturally begin to tell ladies things that really aren't true, And ladies, what you begin to do is you begin to dress in a way that you want to attract, honestly, the wrong type of guy. But see, I'm not blaming you for that because I know that's what culture feeds you. And that's what culture wants you to do. It wants you to reveal things that don't need to be revealed. It wants you to dress in a way that you shouldn't be dressing And so here's a couple things. Wisdom for guys. Admire. There's nothing wrong with admiring beautiful young ladies. It's a great thing. It's a a gift from God. It's the way God created us to, to be, to admire them. Admire, but don't go further than that. Girls, you don't have to dress in a certain way to attract guys. God's going to bring the right person your way when the right time comes. And I know this is a battle that you fight because it's not what you hear in culture. But I'm asking you to think and listen with a different set of ears. The Bible says this. It says, flee from sexual immorality. Another way of saying what 1 Thessalonians already said, flee from sexual immorality. Run away from it. Get away from it. Go as farther, far away from it as you possibly can. See, when we play with fire, we're going to get burned. It's the way it works. And so let me talk to you really quick for a few minutes about some practical things when it comes to purity. First is this, guard yourself. Really simple. These are not going to come on the board, or maybe they will on the screen, but you can write these down. Guard yourself. Think about it like this. Your eyes, your mind, and your heart. Guard yourself, ladies. Guard yourself, gentlemen. Let me have a real conversation. Snapchat. See, and here's what I know. 
I know just by your reaction, I know just by your reaction that there's a lot of things on Snapchat that you don't need to be looking at. Honestly, it may have started as just this innocent, goofy picture, but then eventually it turns into you're standing in front of your bathroom mirror half-dressed. Students, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of you, if you really want to pursue purity, you just need to delete it because you can't handle it. And what you find yourself doing is going to places on that application that is not going to help you. It's not going to help you pursue purity. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make you compromise it. And so I want you to think about that. Think about your activity on your phone. Think about your activity. I mean, when you think about this, man, everything is so easily accessible on this thing. It can be a really great thing, but it can be a really detrimental, harmful thing. And so you have to be careful with what you do on your phone, with what you set your eyes on, with what you go to, with what you view. Instagram's the same thing, man. I can hardly go on Instagram. Sometimes I just want to go on Instagram and just kind of see what's going on, man, how you guys doing. Just, I can hardly go on Instagram without something inappropriate coming across the screen. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. But listen, listen. Here's what that means for you guys. It means that the fight for you is way different than it was when I was your age. Because the accessibility is so crazy. How about texting? How about when you send inappropriate pictures? I know that I know that that's like the new fad. That's like the new thing to do. Is to send pictures. Send pictures of yourself that are inappropriate. That really to be honest with you that's the context. A man and a woman who are married together, that's God's gift to you. Think about it like this. If your parents would be appalled by the picture, then don't send it and don't take it. That's a pretty easy filter. I think you should give that some thought. Pornography. This is something that will ruin you. It will take away what God wants you to have. It will mess up your view of the opposite gender. It's harmful and it's detrimental. That's why the Bible talks about sexual immorality and sexual sin over 47 times because it's very, very serious. Secondly, after you guard yourself, secondly, find accountability. This is not a battle that you can win on your own. Find someone that you can trust, that you can ask them to pray for you. In this season of your life, man, it might be a small group leader. Might be an older sibling. Find accountability. The Bible says a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Find someone that you can talk to about some of the struggles that you have. Lean into God's truth. This is the third one. You know what Jesus did when he was tempted? He battled that temptation with truth from Scripture. 
And that tells me, maybe we should do the same. Lean into the truth in God's word. The Bible says this, how can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. Lean into God's truth. Lean into the truth that's in the Bible. The Bible also says two verses later, I've hidden your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. The Bible is helpful in choosing and in pursuing purity. The last thing is this, ask the right question. See, when we talk about a subject like this, a lot of times what we want to ask, and I wouldn't be, wouldn't be surprised if it's on the text system right now, we want to ask the question, how far can I go? Like how far to the line can I go without stepping over? How far is too far with someone of the opposite gender? And maybe you're not asking that question, but maybe eventually you might be. And let me just give you a thought tonight. What if you ask a different question? And what if the question that you asked, instead of how far is too far, or how far can I go to get right next to the line, what if you started to ask, will, will this, and it could be in the context of, will this guy that I want to date, will this girl that I want to date, or maybe when you're older, will, will this action that I'm, that I'm thinking about doing, will these things, will they help or will they hurt my pursuit of purity? Will they help or will they hurt my pursuit of purity? And see, when we ask questions in that way, will they help or will they hurt my pursuit of purity? It changes the game. Now, here's what I know about tonight. I want to address two people in the room before we pray. I know that in a room like this and in a subject like this, it's a challenge to hear some of these things because some of you, the truth, if you're honest with yourself, you would say, you know what, man, I've, I've made mistakes. And maybe those mistakes are physical mistakes with, with someone. Maybe those, those situations uh, when I'm talking about sending inappropriate pictures, maybe that's something that you have participated in. And what I want you to know is, is I, don't, I don't teach these things to, to ridicule you, to make you feel judged. Because here's what I know. Even when we mess up, sometimes we might ask ourselves the question, well, gosh, I have messed up. Does God still love me? Will God still use me? Does God still have a plan? The answer to that question is absolutely. Sin is never okay in the eyes of God. But he loves you so much that he sent Jesus to die for your sin. He sent Jesus to die for the mistakes that you've made. To die for the ways and the times that you have made decisions that you're not proud of making. And the Bible says this. It says if you, when you confess your sin, he's faithful to remove your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. The gift of the forgiveness that God offers is always there. And so if you're here tonight and you would say, I've been that person, I've crossed some lines, I've made some mistakes, I don't want you to feel necessarily bad about yourself. Maybe that's, this is a wake-up call and God's trying to teach you something or help you to see truth tonight. But what I do want you to know is that he forgives you. 
and that you can move forward after tonight living and walking in that forgiveness. And the second person that I want to talk to is those of you who have been taken advantage of. Because I'm pretty sure that exists in this room. And man, I just want to say that I'm sorry and that's not what God wants. And I don't know why something like that would happen to you. But I know that with God's strength and God's help, he can get you past that. And he can get you to a place where you too can walk in the freedom that happens knowing that he loves you. And knowing that he has better plans for you in the future. So here's the last thought that I want to give you. When God says no, he has a better yes in mind. Some some of you are hearing me just say, no, no, no. Don't go here, don't go there, don't go here, don't go there. The reason why is because this is the context. Sex is a gift between a man and a woman who are married as husband and wife. That's his gift to us. That's his gift to you. And one day you will be able to share in that amazing gift. And if you choose to pursue, pursue purity and you choose to uh, save yourself until you get married, until you meet your husband or your wife, it's a great thing because it's the way that God intended it to be. I hope that tonight you've heard what I've talked about. And the Bible says this. It says, pursue purity. And maybe you're in a fight right now. Maybe you have not chosen to pursue that. Maybe you find yourself in a place that is outside the context of what God intends for you. And I just want you to have a space tonight as a group this is, we're not going to have time for each person to share in their group, but what I thought would be really cool is for each group leader to pray over the students in your group and simply pray for their purity. And what we would encourage you to do, students, what we would beg you to do is that you would listen to a talk like this and that you would make the decision that maybe you haven't made yet, and that decision after tonight would be, man, I want to fight, and I want to pursue a lifestyle of purity. 